0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. Today, we are discussing The Lost Metal, the last book in the in era two of Mistborn, chapters 27 through 31, wherein Marsh comes back. I was uh, I was very tempted at the end of the last episode to be like, Dax is going to like these upcoming chapters, but then I'd nah, give it away too much. So we we get to talk to Marsh and actually have a conversation more than uh, previously. Then the team does a little uh, investigating, and eventually we cut back to Starris for our last chapter to see what uh, what we've left behind back in Ellendale. So, some interesting stuff going on. I'm Data, and with me is... Jamie. Dak. And Joe. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sandra Lanch is about to begin. No man can truly a And uh... Oh yeah, I don't, you guys may not have even remembered uh, this guy that is the mayor of Bilming, who I was like, ah, we've met this guy before, so I'm curious what you guys thought after I said that, and then after you saw him, like, oh, okay, whatever. And how excited Dak must be for Marsh to have returned. So what did you guys think of these, what was it, it was five chapters this time?
1: Well, I I think that your tone just summed it up when you, you said that it was in tone. I was like, oh, is that all? Okay. I was expecting something more exciting, but... <laughs> That's fine. It'll do. <laughs> nice to see him progressing in his career, whether it be legally or illegally. We'll we'll see how that's gone for him. But you know, nice little throwback to the stuff that's happened previously and and maybe some things that we were looking at before in New Saran. Maybe, maybe this will be a little memory jog for us and some relevance will pop up. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Yes, when I as soon as I heard as soon as I, as, sorry, read, I read these ones. As soon as I read uh, Marsh was back, I was like, man, Jack's going to be so happy. Also, Jack read this a week ago. He's done it really well to keep this under wraps this whole time. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that was that was pretty cool. I really did like that we got to sit down and have a conversation with Marsh. I liked that he was just kind of a, a just a guy, you know, with some spikes and, and some obviously supernatural powers, but he just, at the end of the day, he's like, Could just call me Marsh, please. Like, I missed that name. I don't need to be Iron Eyes or Death himself or just, just Marsh is cool. You know, and we got some, <laughs> yeah. We we got some nice information in that conversation too. And then I really like the the lead constable. Can't remember her name.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Blantak. Blantak.
1: Bl- yeah, yeah I, like I think I like her. I hope we get to see a bit more of her. Moonlight. It's a bit mysterious. I, I enjoyed that Wayne's kind of onto her. He doesn't figure it out yet, but he's like, ah, she's kind of cool when she's not pretending to be someone else. But it's like, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts for. But there's detective work, I really liked seeing Wayne's process with the hat as well to, to come up with something really, really useful. And the conversation about how uh, you know, Wax and, and Marisaya, like they're so different, but they're, they're so good at what they do for different reasons. I just I just thought that was really nice. And yeah, and being in the position that she's in too, that's, um, she's completely out of her comfort zone, but handled it, I guess, reasonably well, but something's happened she didn't account for. So she's kind of in uncharted territory, but she's going to figure it out one way or another. So yeah, I thought they were really great chapters this week. Really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, St- Starris outsmarted herself a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But uh, it sounds like she's she's got a plan or something, or she's going to come up with a plan. But I, I like what you said about, uh, wayne talking about marisai and wax because it's it's really interesting to see his perspective on them and like hear him apparently honestly talk about like how much he admires these two
1: yeah just some, some real genuine stuff from wayne which has now got me worried about wayne <laughs> and the, the whole thing with Vendel as well it's like no no <laughs> we're allowed to make fun of you because we like you <laughs> other people are going to make fun of you and you can take them to the cleaners this is not okay so you're one of us. <laughs> you might be weird, but you're one of us. And I think that was a nice <laughs> thing too. And you can just see it like sibling relationships and stuff. It's like, no, I'm allowed to beat you up. But if someone else comes to beat you up, <laughs> we have a problem. So true. Not that I condone beating up siblings. Still don't do that, people, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Not cool. But yeah, totally get that relationship.
2: Uh, you're friend. only 20 years too late to tell Data that, but it's fine. <laughs> <Oops>. mm. <laughs>
1: And I'm sure Dax got that with his siblings too. Me, not so much with mine. It's,
3: uh, yeah, you lucked we out.
1: Have that dynamic. Yeah, I'm the minority. I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I like I like these a lot. I, I was the same It's like when it was Entron, and I'm just like, who's this guy? Oh, it's that dickhead from that party? Oh, okay. Also, it doesn't help that there's his manner of speaking really reminds me of a guy at work who I've been having serious problems with over the last six months. And so now when I picture Entron, I picture that guy. I'm like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Um, That's probably about
0: how you're supposed to feel, so it's fine.
3: I mean, yeah, but still. Damn it. That was fun. Like, Marsh continues to remind us why he is just the absolute best. He puts on this, like, this whole act when he comes into the, the station, threatening the, like, th- like, threatening everyone who tries to stop him. And when he gets in the room he's just like man i fucking hate doing that it's just like (laughs) just the perfect picture of marsh's life in general it's like he's always had to do these things and he's like i understand why i have to do them and i'm going to but i will fucking complain about it every chance i get like i love this cranky bastard (laughs) so is that moonlight yeah I, i i can't read her i don't know what her game is at this point like i feel like it's been all but confirmed that Kelsey is at the top of the chain, so woo called that one. But Kelsey was always about having something else in his back pocket, and so he's probably trying to train his little gang to do the same. So I feel like, well, Moonlight, she's nominally on our side, but I feel like if she and Kelsey think that their cause will be advanced by stabbing our group in the back, they won't hesitate to do that. So bit leery of of, of this bunch. But yeah. Like that was fun, and, Ster- and Steris chapter was cool. Yeah, I just I think it would be hilarious if like we just don't cut back to her for the rest of the book until the end. They get back to Ellen Dill and found out somehow she has just become governor. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, the, gov- the governor outsmarted me. Well, we'll have to do something about this. And then it's just like,
0: how the hell did you pull that off? The only plan I could come up with was to overthrow the governor, but it worked. So
3: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. So again, a, a whole a whole lot of interesting setup to come through here. Crime scene investigation, a lot of fun. Cool to see what Wayne is good at, aside from just hitting people uh, and impersonating people. So, yeah, no, it's still a, a bit of setup. We've had our action beat. We're recovering from that. Now we need to try and put the threads out to move to our next big plot point. But uh, still pretty cool. But, yeah, definitely Mar- the Marsh thing was a highlight for me.
0: Yeah, it's it's very different from how we saw him, like the one other time we've seen him in Era 2, where he, he's, you know approaching Marisai in an alley and, uh, like, being kind of cryptic. And this time it's just like, oh, jeez, I'm so tired. Uh, you know, you guys... <laughs> well, the way he describes it, it's like, Sazed has the
3: Faceless Immortals and everything. He's got his network. Kelsia has his gang he set up, has his network. Marsh doesn't have anyone. Marsh is lonely. At least, that's the impression I got from it. And it's, and it's just like, uh, I'm just done. Like, you know, th- he says he, Kelsier, and Sazed, the three remaining members, like, these three legs of a tripod. And he sounds like he's just tired of having to deal with all their shit. Like, he's just doing his thing, trying to make up for his past mistakes. And he's like, I'm constantly having to play catch up on these other two. And, like, that was never really what he wanted.
0: Yeah. The tripod thing did get me wondering, though. It's like, I see Sazed as God, how he's a very important part of this world. And I see if Kelsier is the leader of this group and he's got, like, this whole protecting schedule thing going... Maybe even in ways that Harmony wouldn't agree with, which is why Moonlight was like, you know, we don't want to get – got to be careful about crossing Harmony and people who are too close to Harmony. So I get how that could be another leg of the tripod. I'm like, what are you doing, Marsh, just like day to day that you're on that same level with these guys? Well, it seems like he's just trying – he's trying to be the one-man
3: band who goes around and just unfucks problems. You know, like he – was it he didn't like Saez didn't want him to give the book to Marisai, but he did because he felt it was the right thing to do. He thought mm-hmm. that was like how to help with this situation. He was already in the city, like looking for this guy who had gone missing, and decide decided all right, I'm gonna like that's how I'm gonna take part in this conflict. It seems like he's he's taken the weight of the world onto himself, and he is trying to like save the world, but he doesn't. I guess. He just feels like he can't or won't trust anyone else to do it for whatever reason, whether that's because he thinks they won't like they will um, use him in the process or he just doesn't want to hurt anyone else by doing it. So it really seems like he's trying to do it all himself. And that's just weighing on the dude after
0: three centuries. It probably would. Yeah. Yeah, He's trying to be Batman. See, before Wax was Batman, but Marsh may have a better claim on it. That's a good point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, these chapters uh, were good. I like the the Marsh bit. Obviously, I think we're all big fans of anyone from the original series kind of making an appearance. Uh, Marsh, especially so because we, you know, even in the first series, we didn't get a ton of Marsh until the end when he he was being used for evil. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was cool. Uh, I got really excited when it's like oh and then death walked through the door cuz i was like so i was reading it next to my wife was sitting next to me on the couch and i was like oh no and she was like what and i was like uh it would take a lot of explaining yeah. to tell you why i'm excited <laughs> yeah. but well, just i am just gonna There's a let lot of context know. here. Yeah, there's a lot of context here you don't have. <laughs> But I'm just gonna let you know Definitely. something something exciting just happened in the book, uh, you know. So that's that's what's going on. Sorry, because she was like, oh, you know, it's very rare that I'm reading a story and like I, I vocally say something even if I am excited. So she was just like, what? What? Are you, what what's going on? So yeah, that was fun. It was cool. Um, kind of sad too, but I think you know I don't think we could run into somebody from the first era of Mistborn and it not be kind of melancholy a little bit. Um, even if it was Kelsier, who's usually pretty jovial, of course, at this point, we don't know that that is still his go-to response. You know, there's going to be a little melancholy involved because there's going to be some sadness. Uh, these guys have lived through or maybe not lived through if with, you know, whatever Cosmere shadow thing that Kelsier is, these guys have lived through and not lived through quite a bit. So, you know, there's going to be those moments, but you know, it makes it real, which is cool. I loved, again, we got some knowledge, delicious knowledge nuggets from Marsh. So him showing up was was great just to get that even, to to get some more insight. Their symbol being the Meriwil flower, I don't think I would have ever put that together myself. So it was nice to have that spelled out for us because I was like, I don't know what the heck this thing is. Even when you asked this, I was like, I have no idea. So uh, that was good to get that get that kind of information about what that was. And uh as far as Moonlight goes, I wanna like Moonlight a lot, but I don't know. This seems to me the way she's written, she seems like one of Brandon's weaker characters in my opinion. She almost seems like a badly written anime character, especially like her the disguise version of her in these in these chapters specifically. I just get super like corny anime vibes from it. So not a big fan of how she's been written so far. That first chapter that she was in loved it. So maybe it's just the disguise version of her that I'm not really into. Mm. But yeah, not a big fan of of her in these chapters, mainly because of the disguise stuff. And also because she's like trying to to basically be like, no, nah, Marisai, we need your help. We don't need these other guys. I don't want them. You don't need to tell them what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of that. So, you know. We'll see where that goes, I guess. But other than that, I uh, really enjoyed it. The serious stuff was kind of sad. I actually, we were traveling today and I hadn't finished that chapter. So I had my wife read that chapter to me while I was driving. And uh, and so, you know, sh- she having no context for this, I was like, you know, it's probably a good chapter for you not to have context in because it's kind of a standalone thing where it's talking about this lady in a Senate like floor trying to get stuff done. So like you don't need a ton of context to understand detention here. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was good to kind of get a Starris perspective. We don't get those super often, but again, kind of sad because we found her a little bit unprepared for something and that's not her usual MO. So kind of a bummer, but yeah, um,
0: ex- yeah, she thought like, she thought she had a plan.
2: Yeah, she thought she had a plan and it really, and that was the first thing I thought of, of course, you know, I'm not Starris. I'm not the character. The first thing I thought of was like, well, yeah, if you propose this thing, you got to make sure you're in it, in, in it, right? You know that, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna tell them like you propose that you head up this committee, not just that you propose that it is a thing, uh, but that's not what happens. So uh, that was unfortunate.
0: But yeah, uh, good stuff. Yeah, I latched on to your what you're what you're saying about uh, about Moonlight, and she is kind of a different character now than when she was kind of with Marisai in the truck, being sort of you know more genuine. But uh, mm-hmm. I like the way that she seems to have underestimated Wayne. In, uh, and Marisai's is like, okay, man, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell them, but uh, I also don't have to tell Moonlight that she needs right. to watch out because Wayne is more perceptive than she probably imagines.
2: Yes, and I actually really did like that. That was probably my favorite scene with Moonlight, where she's asking Wayne questions, and he's like, no, this is this is how you figure this stuff out. And she's like, well, yeah, but you can't just make assumptions. He's like, I'm not making assumptions. This is how it is. And she kind of got to see Wayne work a little bit and realize, oh, this guy's actually like pretty intuitive and pretty intelligent and kind of has a skill that none of the others have so that was a really cool moment I think that was probably my favorite moment with with her in these chapters.
0: I put in our chat a picture of the Merwolf flower uh, and uh, a place that people might have seen it before I don't know also I got I have uh, when we were at the con in my uh, box of like con swag that I'd pre-ordered there was a pin of this flower so.
2: Yes, I had seen the pin with you at the con, but the symbol that you showed us, like, I didn't connect those in my mind at all
0: with the Marowill flower pin that you have. Yeah, it's it's hard to make that connection. And then you see it and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I see what they're going for. But it's much less geometric than (laughs) the symbol.
2: Yes, yes, it's much less geometric. You know, it's a flower as opposed to the shape,
0: which is clearly not a flower.
1: I see how you get there, though.
0: Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, I guess let's get into these chapters. I like the chapter 27 just starts with wax side. It's like, uh, the governor's here or the mayor's here. Dang it. This is not going to be. And so, yes, the uh, mayor, this asshole, the mayor is Lord gave and who we met previously at the party in new Saran. Uh, the guy who like talked shit about Steris and nearly got hit. I think things almost did not go his way. Apparently he, uh, came to town from new Saran two years ago and, really jumped his way to being mayor it seems like in two years in the city <laughs> he he walks in dressed in formal wear checks his cufflinks as he enters like mm, yeah, make sure that i look good for uh, this riffraff and wayne does not pull any punches as uh, on his opinion of the uh, lord mayor of bilming when he says yeah. oi hey wax someone done sewn a sack of dicks together and made a person it's even walking yeah that's a that's a okay.
2: good okay I like it. this is this is like the height. This whole chapter is just a real. This whole section is just a really good moments for Wayne here. Like uh, yeah, he's firing on all cylinders. He's he's less yeah. annoying than most of the time. So like it's just a really good, good
0: group of chapters here. And bag of dicks was a great way to start. <laughs> Big bag of dicks. And Wax is like Wayne, and I, I like that Wayne goes yeah, boss. Like I I don't think we have ever heard that before, but. Uh, <laughs> we actually just like, please stop helping.
3: I thought the best thing about it was just the fact that like everyone is stunned, and then Vendel just starts laughing of like of all the people in the room to find that funny. I <laughs> wouldn't have picked him.
2: He's like, yeah, eh, bag of dicks. <laughs> 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 he's uh, he's probably thinking, hmm, that's my favorite snack. I'm and... just thinking he's
1: gone straight to like, <laughs> oh wow, we we could make that happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could I could turn myself into a bag of dicks, but then, like, make myself look like Gabe at the same time and then I could walk around. It'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. And people wouldn't be able to tell us Halloween's costume. (laughs) (laughs) Gave and Trone, a.k.a. bag of dicks.
0: And then they have a whole argument about the jurisdictional appropriateness of. Ellendell constabulary being here in filming, doing stuff. And like even captain Blantak's like, I mean, technically they're right. And he's like, uh, technically one of those dirty maskers from the South could pass a law saying they have jurisdiction here, but what right. Do they have, why do they gotta be dirty dude?
2: Yeah. That was like some harsh racist shit right there. It's like these dirty maskers. Like what the hell is your problem? It's,
3: but, it's just an easy way to make him like a hateable character. It's like, Oh, right. just like, like, not even just casual racism, but vindictive racism.
2: Yeah, well, and and we read in the Bilming broadsheets later, they talk, like, almost, it's almost propaganda on the level of, like, Germany during World War II against Jewish people. Like, the article in the paper r- related to, like, the Southerners. It's like, wow, that's
0: messed up. Yeah. It definitely makes him uh, more hateable. But also, I mean, last time he was mean to Steris. so we already hate him. It's fine.
3: Oh, sure. But like, this is just uh, in case you don't remember, which I got to admit, like I said, it took me a while to remember who this guy was. And i was like, what did he do again? He was just a dick at the party. Yeah. I didn't remember all the details. And then it's like, oh, yep, this is ringing a bell. Just fucking racist.
0: He also apparently had a bunch of those uh, those what we thought were coins at the time, uh, because one of the ladies he was with was like, oh, yeah, he had a bunch of those. And that's when he like tries to change the subject. So we knew that he was involved in some stuff.
3: And that's right. So he hates the dirty maskers, but he's stealing all their stuff.
0: <laughs> well, and, and wax is like, I'm pretty sure he's got set ties. Like how yeah. else would he have risen so fast? Yeah.
1: I had sort so, of assumed that's where he got that idea from.
0: And we know that like the set we, we found out pretty much runs this city. So probably they have the mayor in their pocket in one way or another, which is
3: great news in the long run. Cause it means we'll see this guy get so punched and I can't <laughs> wait.
0: And so he calls wax out. He's like, I've got you like you're out here violating all the, all the laws and like flouting the authority that you have spent months arguing we deserve. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is going to look great in front of the entire basin basically and show how much of a hypocrite you are. And that's when Vendell tries to pull his, uh, his faceless immortal thing. He's like, uh, I mean, we have a higher authority on our side. Let me turn translucent and show you. And entrance like, Ah, one of the puppets. Look how it tries to frighten us, Captain Blantak. I'm not a Pathian. Why should I care about uh, the fact that you're an emissary of harmony? He's not my god. My god is industry, progress, the indomitability of the human soul, dude.
3: Yeah, look, I don't worship the Norse gods, but if Thor Thor rocked up my doorstep with with a hammer, I'd probably be willing to listen to what he had to say.
0: That's a fair point, actually. (laughs) I had not considered this.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and he does, like, when Ironside shows up, or Iron Eyes shows up, he does, like,
3: bend the knees, like, yoke. Yeah, okay. Well, because Bosch does the whole, it's like, like, like oh, well, I, I don't worship death. You don't have to. It's going to come for you anyway, buddy. Yep.
1: <laughs> Talk the big game, but when it comes to it, push over.
0: Well, yeah, when the Grim Reaper shows up and, like, looks you in the face and is like, make a move. Uh, Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a problem.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he just does the dirty Harry. Go ahead. Make my day.
0: But as as he's talking about how, like, Mr. Wraith or Contra aren't even people. They're animals. Pieces of slime. And then Wayne is just, like, rocks up to him. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Keep insulting my friends. Do it. And Tron's like, okay, maybe I won't pick this exact fight.
3: Sorry, I have to draw attention to this moment. because like, I don't know how much of this is Wayne putting it on a bit, but you very rarely see him cut to the chase and just be directly, like, angry. It's like, mm-hmm. hey... I'm gonna fuck you up. Normally, like he'll make a big show of it. He'll get fancy and dance around it. And this one, he just like throws the gloves off and and says, "You want to fucking go, mate?" And I'm like that's the side of Wayne you don't really see that often. It's true. It, like, even yeah. his he, even his own doppelganger, he was like, you know, sort of making a show of that.
2: I I wondered, I wondered to myself, it was if it's because of the Melon stuff. He's like, look, man, I was in love with one of these things. You can't call them slime. That's oh, could you, be. You, yeah. You're not gonna do that. That is a good point.
0: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But I also like how this like this is when Entrone backs down and it's entirely possible that he knows enough about Condra to be like, oh, the Condra not going to hurt me. Like I can see I can do whatever I want. But uh, and Wax is going to be worried about the politics of the situation. Wayne is not. So he's like, OK, yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll quit uh, while we're ahead. Your
3: best hope is Wax dragging Wayne off you before he breaks your skull.
0: And so I didn't even think about it before, but it's not just racism against the Southerners. It's like he's racist against Condra, too, in just like the most offensive way. Yep.
2: Yeah, he's just not a – he's just an asshole. He's a bag of dicks with an asshole on
0: top. (laughs) Yep. And so he's like, okay, you have one hour until I formally announce we're pressing charges. Either break out, maybe shoot some officers, or call your governor and beg for help. And uh, yeah, when he leaves, Wayne's just like, what a knob. And uh, Blantak is like, "I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I had to call him. I didn't have any choice. And Marissa's like, yeah, that's whatever, but you have to get that you cannot imprison us when the the fate of the entire basin is at risk here. And she's like, I mean, I'll see what I can do, but this is really out of my hands. Next time, contact us before you run an operation in our city, which I feel like that's fair. Their, their complaint that, like, Ellendale Lord's supposed authority over them without actually having their permission to have that authority is, I think, completely fair. So it's hard to argue, like, that point. Although, we know that their government is, on some level, run by the bad guys. So, it's like, well, we know why they're not asking for permission, but from her perspective. And then Vendel's like, oh my gosh, did you, I'm really your friend? He's I never had a friend. He didn't, I do not know that he says that, but it's that's probably what he's thinking. Because, you know, he's a jerk, so. <laughs> Wayne's like, yeah, cool. You're the stuck-up one that we make fun of, but every crew needs one of those. Mine has three. <laughs> Which... Dude!
1: I did like that, and five when Steris is here. Wow.
0: Yeah. Starris counts for two. <sighs> and you
3: had some goodwill, it's like, every time you try and build some goodwill, man, you gotta say something to ruin it.
0: I don't, given the fact that we know he likes Starris now, I'm okay with it at this point. Like, yeah. I know, but still, just the
3: casually insulting your friends. <laughs>
0: I... I wax Wax's whole thing ever since he was out in the roughs as like the gentleman lawkeeper. keeper his whole thing was kind of to be stuck up like that was part of his <laughs> mystique so I get Wayne uh, like can totally call him on that I don't yeah. think Marisai's that stuck up though like well, that, that that's unnecessary I think she's, she's not stuck up. yeah
2: she's not stuck up it's just that she's you know even though even though she wasn't like a legitimate child she was still raised as like a lady so to Wayne,
0: that's stuck up. Mm, that's a good point. Like compared to Wayne's upbringing, yeah, right.
2: Like and Wax, I mean, that's uh, that's the thing I feel like we didn't get enough of is like Wax walking into a rough saloon and being dressed like fancy, and people are like, "Oh, that's that, that's the gentleman lawman." Yeah, he's the worst.
0: <laughs> and and then I like Wayne talking about how he's he's uh. We ram a dueling cane up a part of them that I can't mention because I'm working on my language. And is like, wait, you are? <laughs> yeah. Renette keeps saying I need to watch what I say because there might be children around, which is strange, don't you think, because children are the ones who won't understand what I'm saying anyway? Uh, maybe true, but uh, as, <laughs> a, as as any parent very quickly discovers, it doesn't matter if they understand it. They will start repeating it. Yeah. They, it's, it it's worse if they don't
3: understand it because then they'll just say it whenever they want
0: sure yep. sure
2: yep. well i'm trying to convince that you guys aren't doing a very good job of helping me out here my son's not old enough to understand or repeat it but my wife still doesn't want me to say bad stuff around him
3: it's, it's oh good. look i'm i'm it's i'm terrible, terrible. like you, you got like everyone who listens to this podcast has heard what a filthy mouth i have i try <laughs> to keep it under control to varying degrees of success
0: i <laughs> was uh yeah kids <laughs> In the
3: shakespeare insults everything. back so that way Like people in modern day, people in modern day won't understand the word either.
0: (laughs) Do you bite your thumb at me,
2: sir? But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Romeo and Juliet's a terrible play. Just saying. (laughs) (sighs) Uh,
0: Okay. Sorry. And so, yeah, Wax is just like, what am I going to do? We're going to have to figure out a way out of this, a way to get to the bomb. And he has his trillium earring and he's like, okay, I guess I'll try it out. Uh, I'm running out of options here. And that's when he puts it in, and he starts to, like, hear Telson, and we're getting little bits of information. She says or is thinking, I'm not entirely clear, I need this to work, our time runs thin, the backup delivery device is too obvious, too easy to stop, I need the primary working. And then she's like, wait, I sent something. Out with it, you fought my brother, I know that part already, it, wait. And she's, Wax, is that you? Huh, you found yourself a trellium earring. How clever. Or was it that god of yours?
3: So that indicates like she focuses on him and starts talking to him as though he's the person who originally had the spike so she can identify who the spikes
0: belong to just by sensing them maybe we know that she's supposed to be like you know the avatar of autonomy or whatever mm-hmm. on this world so she, she's well got some i don't think abilities.
2: it would be i don't think it would be cuz wax didn't fight this that guy that he has the spike for. right yeah so if if she thinks it's that guy it's the dude that got away in the last chapter that she thinks it is because that's the only one that he's fought recently
3: i just assumed that because this is the, the spike came from the guy that marisai killed in the sewers yeah right i just assumed that yeah. she is she assumed that wax had fought him
0: Hmm, could be yeah there's no way I mean, that she would know who i fought guess
3: him. because they like yeah, they, they've they've kept the guy's death on the down low that was how they set up their sting so she might think he's still yeah. alive
0: I, guess. I mean, she doesn't She doesn't just mention, she's just like, oh, so you got a trillium earring, or was it that god of yours? So, like, she doesn't seem to care, like, where or think about where he got it from. It could have been trillium from somewhere else, I suppose, depending on who knows how hard it is to find.
1: I thought she was just talking to someone and then kind of sensed he was there. I didn't think that she got it from the specific spot.
3: It just says that she focused on him and then says, you fought my brother. I knew that and then realized, oh, wait, you didn't like, you're not, you're not that
0: guy. You are my brother. Oh, that is not how it, I, when I read that, <clears throat> I read it as if she was in the room having a conversation with this guy and he's overhearing it. And then she's like, wait a second. And she's like, Wax, is that you? In the middle of this conversation, she got distracted by Wax and the, the airing, but you're right. it yeah, could that's kind be, of where I went. It could be that she thought this guy was trying to talk <clears throat> to her and then, yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I read it the same way Dak did, but I did not put together that she thought it was the guy from the sewer simply because she says, you fought my brother. And I think at this point the reports would have come back about who killed who or whatever, but maybe not. Yeah.
0: Well, they were – Marisai was making it a point to keep very secret about what happened down there because of the sting that they were setting up. Right. That's true. But she's like, so you're in Bilming. Your arrival made a characteristic amount of noise and he's like what are you doing and she's like what needs to be done as always and he realizes like what do i have to argue with like she knows everything that i could say and none of it is going to make the least bit of difference so and then she's needling him but like still pretending still telling yourself that you're the hero and she's like look i'm doing what needs to be done if i don't do what i'm doing everyone on the planet dies i'm saving people i'm the hero here you're not you're just a child and Wax uh, pulls the earring out and is like, well, at least I know that Harmony was telling the truth, and also that she's on a deadline and she's worried about something. And so then he's like, okay, Vendel, so you said something about help coming from Harmony? And Vendel says, it's close, or rather, I should say, it's here. And the chapter ends, death had arrived. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like this
3: is sort of undignified for the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Just like, uh, he's going out doing his Batman stuff all over the city, and then Marsh calls, uh, sorry, and then Saist calls him and says... Hey, um, I need you to bring my my guys from jail. And Marsh is like, <laughs> really, fucking really.
0: <laughs> well, he's he's such running a... he, he he's running into kind of a dead end on his end anyway. So yes, yeah, it's such a metal moment though. It's just like as soon as like death arrives, just like man, 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 And so then we get our broadsheet page with a couple of fun little articles. We get the entire letter to the editor about the person who's upset about the SUNY pups not being accurate. The historically egregious depictions of the Ascendant Warriors companion as a terrorist wolfhound. Honestly, I'm still I'm still like Tensoon, are you writing a letter because you're mad that they're not depicting you correctly? Is that what's happening here? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, either
2: that or it's another Chandra who's been like posing as a professor for years or something. Could be. I like the idea that Soon sends
3: it, and he's just using the name of a professor who's constantly just like, I didn't write this. What do you... Stop
0: stop <laughs> calling me. <laughs> we have an editorial about banning Noseball, the game of death himself.
2: I, I still want to know what it is. I know, right? right? I, <laughs> like I think more it's, information. It's, yeah. Why is it called Noseball? Why is the game of death himself? Why do people find it annoying?
0: You know, it's going to be huge later on. Like, Wayne's idea about... Uh, a league is gonna just like snowball and it's gonna become, gonna become huge. Oh, it's gonna be a big thing in era three, probably.
3: But it's but also yeah. it's like the game the game of death. It's like like I picture Marsh writing a letter and just going, "Death does not play games."
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like there's it's next the week's re- letter to the editor. Yeah, maybe it's like the reverse of football is life. It's like uh, noseball is death. Could be. I mean, do
1: people do people know that that Marsh? is marsh like from the original crew do people understand that because maybe noseball originated 300 years ago so they figure it's the game of death because he used to play it
0: i think it's in the words of founding like that says wrote because of uh, uh because basically like all those epigraphs from the third book from uh hero of ages or like the book that he's writing to the people of the future to let them know how it all happened so i think they must if they believe be. that <laughs> Yeah. I was like, can you stop telling people how much ruin got in my head? <laughs> uh, what else do we get in here? We got Visit the Bands of Morning Temple site. Basin Bill Tours travels to the locale of shot's famous showdown. Daily reenactments starring Trevor Set Venture. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the house venture and house set. Uh, Sion is an actor or actress. Uh, good old <laughs> Miami meow, House descendant got with the the
3: descendants of Ellen.
0: Ellen didn't have any kids but uh, You know what I mean family line Family line we we have Uh, these are not Coins these are dangerous malwish medallions That must be turned into the authorities Nefarious malwish witchcraft
2: (laughs) Witchcraft What's so funny because it's like in one article They're saying The malwish are witches and then in the Next article it's like hey buy chocolate
0: It's really good (laughs) Drink delicious choco tonic put a sparkle In your eye The finest imported Malwish beans roasted and condensed into an invigorating beverage. Okay.
2: Yeah, we got those guys who said were witches in the last article. They (laughs) make this
0: delicious chocolate stuff. So we're going to sell it. They make some great beans. Uh, We got a yearly spring salon with Terrace inspired designs opens brass day. So there's there's a look at a day of the week that they use. I don't think we've heard that one.
3: No, I'm not familiar with that. Also, it's like, Ilarial. that's a name we haven't heard in a long time.
0: Yeah, it's true. I've, I feel like we we probably have gone to a party or something in this era, like hosted by an Elariel, but it's, Probably, it's, it's, but it's, it's such a minor thing. Exactly. We got the Bendeloy Misting Cook being looked for that we already saw part of before. One day off a week, plus two days off for Survivor Day or Hammond Tide each year. So, I guess Survivor Day and, oh, I'm sorry, Harmond are holidays. I mean, Survivor Day, I'm not surprised by. I'm trying to think of like what's Harman Day, Harman Tide rather. Order delivery. Maybe it. Sorry, go. Maybe Harman Tide
2: like marks the day of like the new world after the Catacendray. Hmm. Could be.
3: Especially New Year's Day, yeah.
0: Yeah. They have steel runners who can avoid traffic and run around delivering food. It's brilliant. Hmm. And we even see what symbol they use for temperature in the next one about weather where it's like the high is 26 and then which symbol is this? Because each of the symbols means uh, several things. They mean letters, but they also mean uh, various other things. I'm going to see which one this is. One second. That, that is the uh, symbol for cadmium. Also the number nine. And I guess whatever they call their temperature. And then we have a little bit of the flight of the Ornosaur story where we discover that that big creature that Dak was like, why is there like a pterodon in here is uh, what we get when the two condra merge together to turn into a bigger beast. One that can fly um, Nikki Savage around a bit. Uh, wait, the candra can vulture on themselves. We saw, we saw the very beginning of that in the very first page of the, uh, the broadsheet, because they're like, don't look at us. We're about to like, combined together just like that time that we impersonated human the Coloss or whatever
3: oh yeah i've forgotten about that but like jesus like is, is that going to be like the secret end game of the story it's like we need we need to fight autonomy and like all the kandra on schedule just combine into one beast and then it's like fucking Kandrazilla over here that would be intimidating
1: <laughs> that would be nuts you think about what a kandra can do on their own though and to be like you know what mm-hmm. Can't make that work. We're going to need two of us. That's just, <laughs> it's
3: just wild. Oh, I could just imagine, like, this giant... Like, maybe from, like, from Ralph Breaks the Internet, like, the pile of Ralphs at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, just, like... And then all of a sudden they stand up, and Autonomy's just like, a, whatever, you guys aren't allowed to hurt people. And, like, and this Candrazilla just goes, people, no, we can kick the shit out of gods, though, and just <laughs> punch, her, punch her out of the galaxy.
0: We gave Tensoon control because he's willing to smack people around, so... And so this big Ornosaur is what they call it. Oh, my God. It's It's even like the Power Rangers where they do the Megazord thing. Yeah. It it carries Nikki through the air to try to find the person that they're chasing. And they do. They they like smack into her midair, basically. And what follows is a frenzy of punches and kicks while she tries to hold onto the Ornosaur leg. And I like Nikki has her parasol and she's just like beating this woman with her umbrella. Like, where's the key? And she also has some metal knuckles that uh, says that she punches her right in the cheek and burns chromium. Which that's the end of this section, so that's kind of interesting. I wanna.
2: Yeah, I'm annoyed that I keep having to wait for the next section. I guess I could go get my physical copy of the broadsheet and read it though.
0: Can't do that. That's a spoiler. Maybe for all you know. How? It's just a savage story. <laughs> and so, okay, we're, we're back in chapter twenty-eight. Wax had never seen death himself. Marisai had met him once, known as Iron Eyes, the ancient Inquisitor. One of his eye sockets had been crushed during a fight, as recorded in the words of Founding, that Harmony says had left. He's got black robes and ghostly-looking skin, lean hands that appear skeletal. And he's like, I, I've, got, I've gotten kind of used to talking to people like straight out of you know mythology, but this is a different thing. This being just, was said to escort the souls of the dead. Sorry, go ahead. I imagine there's also just a looking, I'm just like, doesn't that hurt? just like when you
3: walk do your bones like clink together cuz of all the spikes that probably bump into each other
0: oh yeah it does seem like like every time you see these guys walk around with two giant spikes driven through their eyes po- poking out the back of their head you're like that's got to hurt right this is like that that wolverine scene where you, she's like does that hurt and he's like yep every time
3: yeah it's, it's like dude how do you sleep do you ha- always have to lie on your side cuz that would suck <laughs> <laughs> well i guess like if he's got all the ferrochemical powers he could store wakefulness and just be like nope He's
0: got a special pillow designed.
2: <laughs> yeah, this did make me wonder, which I know we're about to get into it. I was just like, so wait a minute. Did you just like hoard all the Atium you could find for hundreds of years and you've been slowly using it to stay alive? Like, where did
0: he get this stuff? Well, the only ones that we know he has is that there's the scene in the third book where like one of the second generation Chandra takes a big bag of Atium and they're like go sell this and come back with supplies and then marsh shows up to the fight with ellen and he's like hey look what i found some stupid Kandra wandering around with and he has the bag but that's that's the adium that we the only adium we know for sure that he had right so maybe there was enough in that bag to keep him going for a long time but cuz yeah, i mean don't it
2: really has how been, much you need right well, that's true cuz it hasn't been that long for the like he hasn't been around as long as the lord ruler
3: was right See, I thought the Lord Ruler was just because he had an Atium spike would just store age in it, so he just like, all right, live an hour as like as an old man, and then just like use it to become young again when I need to. And because he also because he had that power, but he was also misborn, so he could compound it. But I don't know, maybe I read it wrong, but I thought like when Miles was doing his healing stuff and his and his compounding, he didn't need to always be burning more gold. So I'm just like, well, I thought he just needed the like the metal mines, isn't that all Marsh should need to do this? But maybe I'm just misunderstanding how compounding works.
0: So, what you do in in those... Because when you burn it, it releases everything in one big burst, right? Yep. So, you store some in a piece, you burn that piece, and you get this giant burst, and you store that burst in the metal mines so that you can then draw on it later.
3: Right, okay, so you still do Mm -hmm. need to burn it in order
0: to properly... Okay. you gradually burn through stuff. Right, because that was the thing,
2: was, you know, they said... That the Lord Ruler had a giant horde of Adam. When it turned out he, he was using it, but most of it was being stored by the Chondra.
0: Yeah. And so we don't yeah, we don't really know how much it takes to compound and remain young for a while. We don't know the exact, you know, proportions. I think that we did get an impression at some point that as you get older and you need to make yourself younger compared to your actual age, it takes more at a time. But uh but yeah, he's only been around for, you know, three hundred years as opposed to the one thousand years of the Lord Rulers, so yeah. But the Lord Ruler had a constant influx of new adium coming also. So. And so Wax is very intimidated at first. And then at some point he, 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 he's kind of like, no, I'm not going to fear this. And that's when he realizes that emotional allomancy is being used here. Death is like causing everyone to be scared or intimidated or whatever. And when Wax kind of figured out what was going on, it helps him resist, I suppose. He's, he Even Marisai, judging by how, pa- how pale her face has gone, is uh, freaking out here. And uh, Marsh Whack, just walks up to him and Marsh is like, sword, we need to speak. Fo- I, like it says, death said, focusing spikes on him. So i just like the idea that the spikes are focusing.
3: <laughs> There's like, you know, how like you focus a pair of binoculars by like twisting the lenses round. Like he's doing that with the spikes
0: in his eyes, like <laughs> squeak, like, oh, stop it. And then we, we have a constable who... A seeker apparently, braver than all the rest of the room combined, because he stands up and pulls out a gun, and Marsh is like, yeah, no. And he uses Alamancy to pull the gun into his own hands, makes it hover in between his two hands, stretched out in front of him, which waxes like non Alamancers do not understand how difficult that is. Like that was just like fucking awesome. And then he just
1: yeah.
2: crunches it. Oh gosh
1: very again another really cinematic moment it's not battle or anything like that it's just like watching that go down would just be
0: terrifying yeah it's like intimidating to regular people but an alomancer like wax knows just how freakishly skilled you'd have to be to do something like this and so it's even more intimidating because i guess to regular people like any allomancer doing crazy magic stuff is probably like intimidating right and so Wax is like, how do you – how would you even do that? I mean, you'd push on and pull on the other, but the power involved. And so, yeah, then uh, Entrone and uh, and Marsh kind of meet eyes in so much as Marsh has eyes. And M- Marsh is like, ah, gave. I never cared much for the members of House Entrone I knew during my mortality. And Entrone is just like, what? Th- this is my – who – like, he, he starts out like, this is my prisoner. Who – And Marsha's just like, I require privacy. You will return their weapons, and once our conference is finished, you will impede their investigation no further. I'm not of your religion. Death is not a religion. It is a fact.
1: That's such a cool line.
0: Yeah,
1: it is. I am inevitable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. It it is pretty much the same thing as I am inevitable, but
3: it's uh, it's cooler. It's like just looks and just like, keep mouthing off, and we'll see each other much sooner than I had planned.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, how do you want to go? What, what would you like?
0: <laughs> I, I love. Yeah. He's like, how do you want to die? And then he he suggests a few things, and the last one is crushed by the weight of your own stupidity, which is the <laughs> best. <laughs> that's the best threat. Yeah. That's that's always the
2: way to to freak somebody out. It's like, uh, I uh, you know, how would you like to die? Oh, here, let me make
0: some suggestions. <laughs> We could do this, or we could do this, or we could do this. And in the end, he's just like, as you demand Iron Eyes, it shall be done. And Wax, <laughs> Wax go, thinks it appeared that he could indeed be superstitious without being religious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's actually it so much as I think that he's running into someone that he's actually scared of, where he's like, oh, this guy can and will kill me. Without giving a shit because he's three hundred years old and he can do whatever he wants. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: it's like he doesn't care about the politics here. He
0: just he's not scared of the set. He's he's just
2: gonna kill me. I I, I can't do this.
3: <laughs> it's like can you imagine? It's like a what are you gonna do? The political situation here ends like death. Goes what are you gonna do? Sue me.
0: <laughs> I want to see I want to see that lawsuit get into the court. Like we couldn't find him to serve him, or we did find him and no one was willing to serve him. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, um, um Lord Death, I, I am here to give you
3: this summons to court. No. Um <laughs> uh, Okay. Okay. All
2: right. Um can you at least like if somebody asks, can you tell them that I tried to serve you or
0: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and so he him and Wax walk back into that room where everyone is and he's like, Wayne, watch the door please. Make sure we're not observed or listened to. So yeah, Death knows Wayne. And Wayne's just like, uh sure. They're all just standing out there except the few that have fainted. Neat. And then he's like, that accent of yours, real old, really. I I kinda actually got it right. And he's that that's Wayne's main concern. Nailed it.
3: He's like, man, you're lucky Marsh is tired right now because he's probably just going, Wait, you pretended to be me? Dude.
1: <laughs> I think he wouldn't already know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> when he when he met up with Kelsior and Sazed for like the, you know, the usual round table, like Sazed just goes, oh, by the way, you wouldn't guess what one of my guys did. And Marsha's like, oh, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> Sazed is like, this is a great story. You're going to laugh. Like,
3: you got to hear this. Kelsior is at the other side of the table, pissing himself laughing.
2: Then <laughs> Sazed is like, and you know what the funniest part was? He did kind of sound like you. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Marsh just drops into an air into a chair and it says he seemed to age suddenly wrinkles coming in jowl sagging he's like oh geez Lord Ruler that was a performance wasn't it to think I was the reasonable one in the crew and Mara says like are are you okay and he's like no I'm running low on Adium. age finally emerges from the shadows I was here in Bilming seeking answers they tried to recreate the metal and I thought maybe and she's like so you mean you're like you're if you run out you're gonna die he's like yeah. I was going to let it happen. I've lived so long, so much far longer than my do. If he's got an adium spike, could he like chisel some off the end of it and swallow that? I have considered the same question and I'm, I'm curious about it as well. Trell wants to own this planet. So your time dwindles as does mine. See, and here's the thing. When I was reading these chapters for the first time and doing my records, I think I may have ended on like death walking into the room or death walking into the station or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or I stopped there for a while to discuss the ramifications of this. But my thing was, this is awesome because we've been wanting to see Marsh. We need some help here. But at the same time, like, how do you bring Marsh into the book to help, to to go all in, basically, and not have him overshadow, like, Wax and Wayne? Because he's a Mistborn, essentially. Ooh. And beyond that, really, because he's got some pharaoh powers, too. So it's like. Nobody else is going to be able to keep up with him. And so when you then get into this part where he's like, yeah, I'm tired. I really can't do much because I'm almost out of him. I was like, "Okay, this is the way that you do that. Okay, that makes sense.
3: It's kind of like bringing the cast from Last Airbender into Legend of Korra. It's like they're old, like Mm -hmm. they get get, they're getting unsure. They're still powerful, but they can't beat asses like they used to.
0: I I mean, Toph was still extremely powerful. And she's just like,
3: well, beating "Mm -hmm." the shit out of people was Toph's whole deal. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. But like her her thing is that she doesn't really care anymore at that point until like her family is directly involved and then she kind of gets into it. But she like Cora goes to her for help and she's like yeah whatever I've lived too long to care. I feel like Katara should have been more involved, but well, whatever. Anyway, just... <laughs> uh,
3: that's a rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. Ah, Legend of Cora. And so Marshall's like I think that re- my display maybe it'll convince them to leave you alone. I think that's gonna be all I can offer probably. And so he, he he had heard that someone was trying to split harmonium, and one of those two metals will be useful to him, despite the fact that the Laurasium is the more dangerous of the two. And Mare says, like, Do you know what happens when someone tries to split it? And he he shakes his head and waxes a big explosion. It's what we're trying to stop. And so Marsh has one lead, a man named Tobol Copper, had some sort of legal disturbance that mentioned splitting harmonium before he disappeared. And so Marsh just came here looking for him. Great nine, by the way. <laughs> i wondered how you end up with the last name copper given you know how metal is how significant metal is in the society like did some somebody born in your family line that was like a smoker and he's like you know what i think i'm gonna make my last name copper
1: well
3: I, I i just like sort of imagine it's probably similar how a lot of names in our world came out it used to be your occupation maybe like his ancestors controlled the local copper mines
0: oh uh, yeah that's a good point and so uh, Marsh also explains that he used duralumen to do that like uh gun-crushing thing and also a lot of practice so harmony is growing increasingly indecisive he denies it but i see it and that gives autonomy trell a chance to move in she seeks to eliminate us from the stage of galactic politics before we even step onto it so there's some bigger things happening here that uh, autonomy is trying to control or maybe at least head off by uh, hitting them at this point before they can actually enter the intergalactic stage, intra-galactic.
1: Why don't you feel so inferior? Like, you look at how much they're going through on, you know, just their kind of local and immediate politics Mm -hmm. that they're having. And it's like, you know what? It actually doesn't matter. This is a little squabble. It means nothing.
0: (laughs) But the most interesting part of this to me is when he talks about the set And hemallergy, and he says, I do not believe they've learned the secret to compounding via hemallergy. Identity contamination prevents it. That is our only saving grace. So he's saying that they cannot create a a compounder through hemallergy. So they can't give someone Lord Ruler powers via hemallergy because of identity contamination. Although we know... Mm. that that's exactly how he got his powers to like not age because he is an adium compounder. That's how he stays young for 300 years. So something about hemoallergy has changed since he got his spikes.
2: I thought it said, I thought it was also because well, no, because he became a mistborn through hemoallergy as well. He was only a
0: seeker before. So
2: yeah, he mentions, I just know he mentions loracium and like, he says if they had loracium, they could, and then, you know, they never really, they don't really go any further in the explanation. Hmm. But my brain was thinking, okay, so if they have loracium, then they could, what, they could make somebody with com- the ability to compound through allergy. Like, I was trying to figure that out. I mean, I guess if you, if you could split them into loracium and, at, well, no, that wouldn't help you because you'd still have to get ferrochemia ability. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. know.
3: I read it as, like, the identity contamination is actually... Harmony's identity has contaminated the powers. Hmm. Because originally these are the powers of of ruin and preservation. And now neither of them are around, and, like, they've combined... You know, like, their owner is combined into one, and something about that is interfering with the powers that they originally granted. Hmm. Yeah.
2: This is interesting, because when you think about so like let's use elantris as a as like a an example when the land changed that changed how the powers worked Mm -hmm. but when ruin and preservation became one inside harmony that didn't change how the powers worked or did it if it did maybe it did it in a more subtle way i like um, that's what i think yeah yeah because it's confusing because it's like so is did Marsh's powers change when Harmony became when Sazed became Harmony, or is his power still somehow tied to the original separated like the original two shards, not not the now combined version?
3: I think maybe because he was granted the power before that contamination yeah. happened, his wasn't affected, but everything since has um which yeah. is it's not how it worked on elantris because it was i was gonna say was, that doesn't yeah.
2: match up with elantris
3: but but who knows mm-hmm. it might be different for different planets it, it's just we just don't know enough
0: well there's also yeah. a conscious mind controlling all of this on scadriel because you know and it, it may be partly that like when he gets these powers Sazed already has an idea of how Alamancy and hemalurgy and Pharaoh like he, he understands how these magics work and the fact that like how he thinks about them may affect how his powers affect them. Yeah, um, that's true. But on Cell, the minds behind the power are long dead. We're gone. And yeah. it's just and like, I guess that's true. They could
2: have the mines in Elantris, if they were still around, they could have maybe changed the way the power worked once mm-hmm. the land shifted.
0: Yeah. And it, um the, and it's tied so closely to the land because all that energy was dumped into the cognitive realm and the cognitive realm has geography just like the physical realm does. And so like the magic kind of you think think about it like the think about like the magic is a liquid and you pour the liquid over a surface that's uneven. It goes into all the gaps to fill it right and ends up flat on top. The the the, mm-hmm. the liquid conforms to the shape that's underlying it. Right. And so this, it's it's kind of the same with the magic and the geography on cell. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh yeah.
2: the only thing that like I'm trying to think of, not to drag Spook into this, but like I wonder how <laughs> his mis I wonder how his misborn power worked because Say's mm. was just straight up like, I made you a misborn, not like, oh yep. here's a he didn't leave like a chunk of loracium and say, hey, eat this. So I'd be interested to know how that works. Also, I mean you know again harmony's like well i can't interfere too much but at the same time doesn't he still have the ability to just make somebody a misborn or is that gone now it's he like really good yeah so like i don't know i feel like if i was if the fate <laughs> if i'm standing in front of waxilium ladrian saying hey you have to figure out how to save the planet i i might just be like hey since i can't like see what's going on just just here you're a misborn do, go go do <laughs> which Did you do know you maybe think. Maybe our theory, you know, some of our theories on the podcast are correct, and and maybe there's some some kind of thing that will make him a Mistborn in his pouches. Maybe there's Lorasium in there. Who knows? But it's that whole mysterious wise thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and – but we hear from Marsh here that he's, like, Harmony is growing increasingly indecisive. So that might be part of it is, like, he, he can't even bring himself to make that sort of – that big a decision at this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, if I've tasked somebody with the fate of my planet, even if I'm a super indecisive person, if I know the odds are against that person, I would just give them whatever they needed to get it done. And
0: so, OK, so we got Maris is like, we'll stop it, Marsh. I promise. And then says like, oh, by the way, have you seen this symbol before? The one that the conjurer refused to explain to us. And this is when Wax is like, I've totally seen this. Like, oh, yeah, the Field of Rebirth. It looks like a, a marigold flower. And Marsh says, that's my brother's symbol. He does what he thinks is best, as, al- as has always been the case. He's not the best at self-reflection, but he does want to protect Scadriel. I, I think it's it's cute that uh, if Kelsey is starting an organization, he creates a symbol based on the flower that's named after his dead wife. Which I assume is the same flower that like she had the picture of all those years or whatever. I f- yeah, I assume it probably is. So that's, that's kind of cute. And uh, Wax is like, oh my gosh, so the survivor? Is he still alive? And Marsh is like, I mean, I guess that depends on your definition of alive. And this is when Wayne's like, wait, wait, he's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. No, but. What? I love yeah. this. Marsh is like, I, guess I love kind this. Of. Yeah. And Wayne is is deeply affected by this. He's like, wait, 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 wait. As they're as they're leaving now and Vendel's going to stay behind with Marsh. He's like, did you guys know the ghosts were real? And Marissa says, like, I mean, does it matter? Does it matter if ghosts are real? I think it matters, Marisai. I think it rusting does. And uh, Marsh is like, I- I'm told it's better to refer to them as cognitive shadows. I like, he's like, they they prefer a different nomenclature. <laughs> ghosts Wayne, is a hateful term. Wayne's just like, it's unfair to grouse at a man for getting discombobulated by definitive proof of an afterlife. Dark right, now gods. Death himself had... dying. Rusting ghosts.
3: <laughs> I've had my problems with Wayne. I am 100% on board with this. <laughs> But like you just casually yeah. drop on this man. It's like, yes, you will. Like, there is a life after death. And he's like, whoa, entire worldview shattered.
2: Yeah. Wayne's like the everyman in this situation. It's like, wait, wait. You're not even going to let me pause and say, hey, this is weird. You're just like, no, let's move on. We got a world to save. Like, come on. Give me a second
0: here. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the last line of his is, is I feel directed. Straight at Dak, where he's like, I don't want to see anyone complaining when I've traded for someone's favorite shoes or whatnot. You hear me? Oh, I'm yeah. gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, man, there's much bigger fish to fry than if I traded
2: a rat tail for some for a bun.
0: And so yeah, they're just going to leave. And uh, Captain Blentech shows up, and she's like, uh, look, he's going to send people after you. I know him. Uh, he's going to decide that you tricked him or something, and he's going to send people to arrest you. But maybe... I can do something for you if you will take one of our people with you. Then I can pretend that, you're like, you know, you're working with us, and he won't have an excuse to do that. And Wax is like, no, I'm not taking one of your people. And she's like, look, this is this is how I can help you. Like, and the, besides, this is my town, and you guys. If if she knows anything about Wax, what do you call it? collateral damage? Is not his primary concern. Yeah, stuff do tend to blow up around Wax. It's true, especially windows. He hates those.
2: Yeah. I love that. Family I still motor. think.
0: And uh, so the person that Blantec wants to send with them is, uh, is a slender woman with big spectacles, carrying like th- three giant books at the same time. And it is also mm-hmm. moonlight.
2: Yeah, this very description is like anime character written all over it.
0: It totally. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Her name is Kim, and she's like, oh, she, Blantec's like, she says she knows you, and uh, Mary says like, yeah, we uh, totally worked together on a thing one time. And she's like – she's thinking, like, I, I mean, Marsh said that the people with this tattoo would probably be on our side because we're trying to protect Skadriel, and apparently that's their deal, so – And Moonlight's like, I promise to be of use and not get in your way, except maybe by accident. And Marisai's like, I think we should bring her. And Wax trusts Marisai to the point that, that that's all he needs to hear. He's like, okay, you're on the team then. Let's go. And it's – this This late. Th- th- this, this just reminds me, like – so she's apparently – On the payroll of the building constabulary, and she also managed to slip in and pretend to be, like, an Ellendale constable. And so, uh, for all we know, she's, like, technically on, uh, like, on the list as working for them also. She's collecting
3: two paychecks. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing ends with, like, Kelsey saying, good job, Kim, but uh, now you need to go back to schedule something about fraud.
0: (laughs) But it reminds me of, I don't know if any of our listeners, I don't i don't think any of you probably, but there's a webcomic that I love called Girl Genius. And there is a character in there who in the end turns out you, you figure out he's like a spy or something. But you, as you progress, you realize that he's somehow gotten himself into like every military and so, like, they go to a new place, and he just pops up, like, dressed in the uniform of, like, whatever the local military is. And they're like, did you, is that a, dis, you know, disguise or something? And it turns out that, no, he's actually enlisted and has been for years somehow in this military also. And so I'm just like, that's bizarre. And this totally reminds me of that. Uh, so, yes, there. Uh, Kim is a researcher, and so... She's like, oh yeah, we can go find information on this Tobol Copper guy uh, in the in the records office. Let's, I'll show you. And so they're waiting for, you know, the, the they're at the records office. They're waiting for people to come in with the information they've requested. And Marisai says she's gonna go send a quick message to Alec, just to let her her boyfriend know that, hey, if you read about some Ellendale con- constables dying, I, I I wasn't one of them. Don't worry. Which that's a very considerate thing. Thank you, Marisai. And Moonlight's out here like, oh, good. I, I was hoping you'd take my cue and slip out. And Marissa's like, that's not what I was doing, but whatever. And so they have a discussion where she's basically like, look, you cannot tell those other two. You cannot tell Wax and Wayne who I am. Or I'm going to help you. I've gotten orders that I'm allowed to help you out here. But my my price is that you can't tell them the truth. My mentor is worried about their connections to Harmony. And then she she also tries to kind of like, nudge her a little bit by, like, hey, doesn't it excite you to know stuff that, like, Wax doesn't? No. Yeah, is like, no, nah, I don't need to keep secrets from other people to feel special. And when let's like, I believe you. That's weird. Okay. In the in the end, I think her best argument is, like, look, Waxillium trusts you, and he will understand why you couldn't. When when you explain to him why you couldn't tell him, later on, he'll, he'll get it. And ev- eventually Marissa decides that, yes, this person's help is probably worth having, so fine. But as soon as they come in and Moonlight's acting all, you know, uh, one way and she sees Wayne pretending to nap, but secretly like watching Moonlight. And Maris is like, don't do overdo the act. He's going to catch you. So Tobol Copper was a 53 year old chemist specializing in rubber and working for Basin Tires, making, well, tires. Lost a job five years ago for erratic behavior. Uh, Let's see. He was banging on doors in his apartment complex, yelling, they've almost split harmonium. And when they do, it's going to destroy us all. Which we're like, oh, yeah, no, that's not erratic behavior. That is, like, 100% accurate, right?
1: Sounds like someone not wanting anyone to know they were trying to split harmonium.
0: Also, uh, there's a report of, like, apparently for some, for two years now, like, food shipments have been vanishing, and they're like, why would anyone, why would the criminal underworld be so interested in canned beans? Whereas Marisai's immediately like, aha, somebody is building shelters against, like, a cataclysm. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Or rather, she's reading his claims on a piece of paper that someone is doing that. They fired me because I got too close to the truth. You have to listen. They're splitting harmonium, and once they do, they'll make bombs to turn us into turtles. <laughs> I, love, I love how she's uh, like, yeah, that part didn't make as much sense, but, <laughs> but everything
4: but,
3: else well, it out. But it's only a little far-fetched, not completely, but just, just a little.
2: Yeah, I mean he could has he could have been like, Oh, they're gonna turn us into volcanoes. That would have been more interesting, I
1: think. <laughs> he had his reasons for choosing turtles over any other kind of animal, so
0: Yeah, I I just like I love the, the, the thing here where you're like you get even before the turtles, you get why to the average person in this city, this guy sounds nuts. But we're like, ah, we've got extra information, so we know that actually he's right on target, and then you get to that last line, and you're like, Oh. Okay, maybe he's a little bit nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was a little not bit nuts. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, can, kind of a, you
1: can still be nuts and right. Y-
0: yes, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> it just makes it like, harder to notice that you're right. Yeah, like that Mel Gibson movie, Conspiracy Theory. That's true. Yeah, that's a good example, I actually. It's uh, it, Patrick Stewart is the bad guy. It's excellent. Uh, he's always a good bad guy. Um, I'll just add it to the list. But yep. I just Mastermind's also a good example of that. <laughs> masterminds is such a, a not popular movie uh i, I don't think he, what last i looked you can't even buy it on dvd it was only available on vhs because mm. it's such a oh gosh anyway you can uh
2: you can stream it on tubi i found out because i watched the whole thing
0: oh my gosh What's now i gotta that? go and watch that on tubi it's just like one of those free streaming tv yeah. services so it has ads but it's free you don't have to pay for it okay i'm, I'm gonna find i'm gonna find this now because it's been forever since i watched that movie uh,
2: yeah, I watched. I couldn't sleep the other night. You know, I say it was Tubi, it might have been Freebie It's either Tubi or Freebie
0: Okay. Uh, it, but for anyone not familiar with the uh, Masterminds, starring Patrick Stewart as the bad yeah. guy, uh, it is it is Die Hard in a school, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. it's really it's it's not a great movie, but I love it. Yeah, uh, it's good. I like it. I think it was set in like
2: '97 or something, because it was like the year Scream Two came out. Yeah,
0: 1997. Yep.
2: Uh, and then also, it's not The Masterminds with Zach Galifianakis, so don't no, watch that. that and no, be do confused, because that. that's a different movie. But, yeah, it's good. It's got the guy uh, – he went on to be in Mad Men as Pete Campbell.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, the, the main the main character is teenage Vincent Carthizer, who, yes, he yeah. played Pete Campbell in Mad Men. Apparently, most recently, he plays Scarecrow in the show Titans. Oh. Yeah. He was also in that really bad Justin
2: Timberlake movie. Where they like get they get paid in time so that they can live forever. Oh, in time.
3: <laughs> yeah, that one. I liked the concept oh. of that movie, just not so much the execution.
0: He was an angel. Yeah, I, I didn't see most of Angel, so I didn't realize that.
3: All right, Ma- I just looked it up down here. Mastermind's the best we can do is rent it for five bucks on Apple TV, and we don't even have Apple TV, so <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like
1: we won't be watching it. Oh, yeah, we could it. <laughs> okay.
3: We could rent it for four bucks on YouTube, but. Yeah, I don't th- I've got better things yeah. I can do with
0: four bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, you have exactly. better things to do with four bucks, but I'm totally gonna go and watch it later because I, <laughs> yeah, I, if, you, if I, you
2: can watch it for free, watch it.
0: It's I had good. that on VHS as a kid and I loved it despite how ridiculous it was. Oh, possibly so good, possibly in large part because of Patrick Stewart.
2: Uh, oh, he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it, he's so good.
2: <laughs> he's he's putting on a clinic in this movie. Is what I'm trying to tell you. He, he's the best actor in the film.
0: But I i assume that uh to get back to the book when he says turn us into turtles that it's like a metaphor for like you know you you have to live underground in these fallout shelters or whatever uh but maybe he was just nuts i mean
2: either yeah way. i think it's more fun if he was literal it's like no nah, they, they, they there's some creepy science in this thing it's gonna turn us into turtles weird science actual turtles <laughs> yeah uh, and, or maybe maybe there's like a tmnt crossover and he's like the the fallout from this is going to turn us into talking <laughs> turtles
0: and then you have to remember that what the the seal of building is is like the big tortoise or whatever on the on a shield oh. so there's there's some weird through line here well tortoises are oh large, that's it largely land animals and turtles are
3: sea creatures so there's gonna yeah. be
2: a yeah no, this is it, guys. I got it. Autonomy is actually a giant space turtle.
0: Um <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. So they end this chapter by, hey, Kim, do you know where this apartment address is? And so they're going to go check out uh, Copper's apartment. They get there. They get in without much of a problem. And then Wax is like, Wax asks if anyone else has been in here. And the manager says no. And Wax is like, so he disappeared two weeks ago and no one has come looking. No constables, no family, no nothing. OK, and uh, Marisai, after the manager leaves, like, so they grabbed him or killed him and then left his apartment alone and visibly pristine trap trap. <laughs> so he's going to use Alamancy to, like, try to find traps, which they do. Three trip wires and a pressure plate.
3: Oh, come on. How do you know it was a trap? Maybe she just really wants to see you. Just see the part where we fought. No
0: trap. <laughs> My favorite is the deleted uh, <laughs> scene version of that. It, where he just screams trap. <laughs> <laughs> serenity all uh also a great movie that one you should watch uh um, so yeah, they're gonna now that they found the traps, they're gonna search the apartment wax like be careful, might have missed some, and then says, Kim, would you encourage anyone in the neighboring apartments to leave for the next hour or so, which I, I i do like that idea where it's like let's go ahead and just in case get the neighbors out so they don't die accidentally.
1: problems don't wanna blow up the neighbors.
0: What, what, what are you going to do if, like, a cop shows up at your house and is like, hey, we'd really like it if you could vacate for an hour or so just because there's a risk of explosion? <laughs> do you have – excuse me, do you have insurance? No. Get the hell out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> are you by chance a chondra who could not be blown up?
0: N- no? All right, leave. <laughs> and so they start investigating, and – Kim's like, why are you guys even searching? Hasn't your enemy already been over this place real thoroughly uh, based on what we're finding? And Wayne's like, yeah, I mean, I can even prove it. Like, look at these little drill holes. That's what you do when you want to make extra sure there's not a secret compartment, but you want to leave everything in one piece. And he says it's like a, a uh, it's like a fight, a dance. Like they set the traps in case someone dangerous gets wind of that. But that means that they're worried that there's something we might find. And this is when he points to wax and. Marisai, and talks about how Wax doesn't have schooling to be a police officer. Like, he had a different kind of schooling. He, you know, he was a, a, a rich person who went to fancy schools, but also, like, terrace scholars because he was part terrorist. Marisai, on the other hand, has studied how to do this her whole life. So between them, they're like, but they're both amazing lawkeepers. keepers. Like, Wax is all instinct, and Marisai is all knowledge. You put these two together, and it's like, this... Is, you can't beat this basically, but leaves out uh, what is going to be his contribution, which proves to be integral here. Integral. Sorry. And uh, when she asks, she's like, what do you bring to the team? And he goes, comic relief, a little whimsy, improvisation, vision. You have a broad imagination. There are broads in my imagination <laughs> almost all the time. I love the, those are my two favorite parts where he's like vision. And then
2: she's like, and then the broads line. Those were, those are great. Both. of Yeah. <laughs>
0: What he does find is an imprint on some envelopes of some numbers that someone had written on a different envelope and it rubbed off. So they're like, okay, they kind of make out some numbers here. Marisai says that all the books have been replaced. The set took every single book and then filled the bookshelf with different books, just in case there was something in there that might tip us off. Which that is a lot of trouble to go through. Books are heavy. Wayne says that I think this fellow is dead. He finds a bullet hole. And then Marisai goes and digs out some blood, and what might be a bit of bone. It's like, yeah, he's probably dead. And Wax says the tire company thing has got to be a front. He's a chemist. He was probably working on, like, the weapon system that they're going to use. And when he realized what they were doing and heard about the splitting harmonium, he, and maybe he was already a little eccentric, he decided to try to save the city, but no one wanted to listen. And so they think the numbers they they found might be, like, a code to a locker or something. But once they give Wayne enough information about what kind of guy this was and then they bring him a hat, one of this guy's hats for him to put on. And I was really worried here when I read it that they, they were going to that he was going to go a little too far here and like start coming up, pulling out these things that there's no way he could know. And that it was like, you know, the hat was going to magically turn him into this guy, basically. But I feel like they rode the line really well of using the information we had and letting Wayne extrapolate from that without it seeming like crazy. Yeah, it wasn't too
2: bad. I I thought at first they were just going to be like, "Okay, Wayne, you're this guy now. Let's go. But they did a pretty good job, I feel like. Yeah, no, I thought this was really well done.
0: And so Wayne's like, like locking away information in a locker is what somebody else might have done. But when you start thinking like this guy, that's not what he would do. He's looking to get this information out there. He wants people to know. He's screaming it. He's running down the hallways, like banging on doors, trying to tell people he's not going to hide this. What local and wax is like, ah, okay what local broadsheet has the worst reputation, publishes whatever nonsense it can get its hands on? And Kim goes, there's at least seven of those (laughs) and Wax's Wax's way of narrowing it down is which one syndicates the writings of that fool Jack. (laughs) And it's uh, the Sentinel of Truth. Yeah, it's great, right? The Sentinel of Truth just happens to have the exact its address is the exact numbers that they found on the envelope. And wax is like, way to go, Wayne. And Wayne goes, it's easy when you have a lot to work with. And Kim's like, wait, that was a lot? Sure. a I man's whole life. And then just when I was starting to be like, when are we going to see some more Starris? We get a Starris chapter. And so Starris, uh the news has already broken. Constable's dead. Botched Ellendale operation. Secret Ellendale constable force undermines local police. So, yeah, things are spinning out of control. And there's the most ridiculous exchange I feel like ever where the the lieutenant governor, Calls her out and is like, explain this, acting senator of House Ladrian. And Starris is like, "Um, yes. this operation was fully improved by the constable's general under the authority of the governor himself. Everything that was done was not only legal and documented, but fully approved. And the governor's like, sometimes it doesn't matter if there's permissions and documents. An act can still be improper. And that, Starris is like, what? <laughs> How dare <he?"
2: laughs> Yeah, it's like, dude. You're the one who gave us permission to do it. What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> I just, it like goes against the very core of her, that after everything is written down, I's dotted, T's crossed, everything's signed off on, that you can then be like, yeah, that's still not enough.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also BS, too, because it's like they're exerting the exact kind of control that the governor said they should be exerting. And it's like, oh, but it looks bad on us. So that's messed up. You can't do that. Yep, I'm going to
0: throw you under the bus. But then she has her plan where she's like, there's actually more information here. There's a much bigger issue here. There's a, this is an emergency. It's not just a simple, a simple constable operation. There's a big thing happening here. I move that a select council be formed to deal with the emergency. A governor's select council is a small commission. We're explained uh, that usually gets put together to, to handle small scale matters like traffic needs. And she was shocked that it had never been used for an emergency before now because, yeah, I mean, a small group is going to make a decision about what to do in an emergency a lot bigger than the – a lot faster than the entire Senate trying to vote, right? So, And the governor's like – "This from the historical document, Shin Godzilla.
2: <laughs> now, that's a great movie. And the governor's just like, wait, we can do that? He's like, wait, <laughs>
0: that's allowed? It's like, oh, God. And then they have a quick talk and eventually have to call a legal clerk over to be like, is this – I mean, is this in the rules? And so eventually the governor's just like, this is an excellent idea. Uh, Motion to vote on creating a select council. And he gives a pointed look to some senators in the room, including a set who are among the most powerful faction leaders right now. And he basically, his look says, if you vote for this, if you put your influence in here, then you'll get on this council. So you'll get a, a very powerful voice in this thing. And so it passes. The council has 24 hours to deal with the crisis and he picks his uh, he picks his council because it's a governor's select council is what it's called. He gets to pick who's on it. And once he picks everyone, stairs realizes that she did not get called. And so she's whoops. like, wait, 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 this is not. Yeah, whoops. Exactly. And she's like, was there an implication that I, that I was supposed to be there or am I just being left out? And so she's going to follow them. And this is when the Malwish ambassador, the new guy, steps in. And he's like, hey, I'd like to observe this. And the governor's like, um. I mean, this is really an internal matter. And then the guy just straight up bribes him. I have a pleasure craft of personal ownership docked in the city. Perhaps you would find it useful to borrow to observe the business. <laughs> yeah. You want to take a ride right on my sweet orgy airship?
2: <laughs> you know, that just makes Fresh, me think it's of... Freshly cleaned. Yeah. It just makes me think of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> it's like, he uses it for his good times, you know, orgies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And the governor just takes this bribe, like right out in the open, like, OK, oh, yeah, you can be on the council. Why not? Which there's two things here that stand out to me. One, what does the Malwish guy want here? Like, this can't be just a whim that he's going to come up and bribe the governor in public. There's a reason that he wants to be on this council. And I feel like people should be worried about that. The well, other...
2: I, I, we we know that <laughs> he's got it in for Wax. So if this council is going to be reacting to the situation that they're saying Wax created,
0: he's going to want to be in on that. OK. Yeah. I mean, that might be it. I don't know that he I, we saw him talk to Wax. I don't know that it was that personal that he's like, I I not have it in for this guy. But he I definitely used him as an opponent. He, he took the bands and they wanted them. It's true. I mean, he doesn't have them. But yeah, he did take them. It's true.
1: But if he's already in there and observing matters as it is, wouldn't you yeah. want to get in and observe every part of it? It's like, oh, this is General Council. Hmm, wonder what that looks like. All right, mm. let's go have a look. Maybe something will come up with views. Maybe it won't. And, I mean, they, the Malwish are really not happy with the Basin in general and particularly Ellendale. So if, if there's any hint of civil war, which there absolutely is, you'd want to you'd want to jump on and embrace that as well. It's true. Find your weak spots.
0: Yeah. That would be a really good reason to be there is if you think they're going to show some sort of weakness you can exploit, that's a good thought. But that leads to my other question of, is the governor that dumb that he's just like, yeah, why not? Come on in. Or yes, he he has is. his own like agenda with letting this guy in. No, I advisor. mean, could have pom-
2: an agenda. Team.
0: Yeah. I mean, his,
2: yeah, his, his lieutenant governor or vice governor literally face pops. Like it's,
0: It's very clear that this guy's an idiot. (laughs) She'd have to work hard to spin that exchange. (sighs) Okay. And so, yeah, she tries to get in and apparently Attawathwin has been receiving the letter or at least a letter that she sent about this bomb and didn't even bother to show the governor. Your house has a history of inflating problems.
1: You hide a bomb threat? It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, this lady has
2: set insider written all over her, in my opinion. Like, yeah, she's she's definitely, definitely puppeteering this fool of a governor into doing what uh, Mm. what the set wants.
0: It does seem like like what other reason do you have for hiding the threat of a bomb that could blow up the whole city? Yeah, you're in the city.
2: Right. And like her, like what else could her agenda be? Like what possible? thing could she want money like who? other than that it's like money or you're in the set like there's really no other reason why you would
0: be doing these things i feel like and stara says this is different we have com- confirmation from harmony and adewathwin says if harmony himself was going to speak to someone wouldn't he speak to the governor <laughs> what is this guy the is this guy the fucking pope like what <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a space pope uh <laughs> space pope so yeah they're not going to listen basically you you have no proof no actual proof so screw you and you're not invited to the council
2: <laughs> which look i get wanting evidence totally makes sense yeah you don't want to cause a panic when there's no evidence but they're clearly using it
0: as a means of just dismissing her mm-hmm. and so yeah she's she's left humiliated standing in the middle of the floor and the chapter ends with her being like actually maybe there's a way like she's like i can take the rest of the day to plan how to deal with this no no time for planning i have to get in there and maybe there's a way i can do it and that's where we end
1: go stairs. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah i feel a team up with uh with alec coming on that's
2: my that's I'm, I'm just throwing out an early predicament there that's my predicament
0: that'd be sick look at her with some character growth of uh like no no planning i, I have to do but yes speaking of let's uh, that's where we are let's move into predicaments what do you guys think is uh where are we going
1: well, I think that we got some more evidence towards my prediction that Wax is misborn today. Um, really? He was able to, yes, yeah, so he was able to not sort of feel the full effect of Marsh's allomancy oh. with uh so- soothing or or probably writing or a bit of both. But he was able. He was like, it's not. It was not affecting him as much. So if he was burning, is it bronze?
4: Uh, a cover, oh, I
1: think. I have yep. a terrible memory. Yeah. So, yeah, like, unconsciously, then that would be a thing. How he would have had all these metals in him to burn, I don't know. We know that Vin had traces of these metals, you know, from the water when uh, when she was using her luck. So we know it's possible. But if you start adding these things up, I think that's. I'm still very comfortable with that prediction, and I'm going to maintain that prediction
0: harmony gave him like the special vials and was like use these instead of your regular metal vials so maybe yeah and then
1: use that last whatever the last one was which i thought was harmony's way of getting him to trial them but then he lost them all did it say he recovered them or they were just gone? i don't
0: know actually that's a good point like because that guy grabs his belt and like pushes off of him yeah i think
2: it i think it does say he recovered his belt
0: okay
2: okay so yeah, I mean maybe he's got he's got some
1: other traces of, of things there.
0: Yes. Sorry, sorry to cut in, but it does specifically mention it does he felt inside his belt which he'd recovered. Okay, good. Awesome.
1: Yes, so I've got that. And I don't know I don't know why specifically I got there, but I remember having this thought about Wayne not making it through the book. Because we know some pretty crazy stuff's gonna happen in this book. I had thought that if Marsh is effectively dying, someone maybe needs to take over from him at some point, and maybe it would be Wayne. Oh, they now talked about yeah, because I thought, oh, wouldn't it be weird if like Marsh uh, with Wayne ended up effectively being Harmony? Like Harmony decided it's time to move on. We know it can happen. We know that you know for one reason or another that they can someone else can take up the power. You know, if the medals were split again, I I don't know. We've got a lot coming in, you know, splitting the harmonium. We're talking about Adium, Death's having some issues. And I just, it sort of just popped into my head that, yeah, okay, maybe we'll lose Wayne, but he's been talking a lot about the stories. He's talking about his mum. You know, something significant is going to happen to Wayne in this book. And I just, I just had the thought, like, what at the end? What if at the end he just, he takes that over? Marsha's done and Wayne sort of semi dies and, you know, would 't that be interesting if he was the person to guide people into the afterlife effectively <laughs> <laughs> he could he could spend eternity pretending to be someone they knew or something to guide them on their way uh, so I mean that's might be crazy out there prediction that Wayne will end up being the new death himself
0: I like that weird
1: super weird and I, look, I'm not I'm not very good at making the really weird out of control ones I like to wait for evidence and then tell you what I think but it just popped into my head. I'm, I'm going to
0: run with it. Let's go. I can just imagine the ridiculous things that like Wayne would pull. Like as somebody's crossing over, yeah. and he's like, "I'm going to mess with them. This will be great." <laughs> yeah. It's like Bender at the when he works at the cryogenics place. Yes, exactly like that. Yep. Okay.
4: <laughs> I'm a horrible robot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, this is this is good. Go ahead, I also go like that you had uh, further support for the we're we're going to keep tracking this potential Mistborn indicators in wax. I like this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot this week just cuz I I feel like we're still like, like I said at the start it's like it seemed a bit of um come down info set up for future. So mm-hmm. the biggest one I got is I I I agree. I don't I mean, I don't know about Wayne becoming death. I think that's a cool idea, but I I definitely see Marsh is going to is not going to make it out of this book. Just like, he's just talking about, I'm getting old. I'm passing. Like, it's going to come for me. It's like, well, you know, I feel like that's pretty obvious that so he's going to go pretty quickly. So I hope he gets one last chance to act on it. Uh, <laughs> this is petty as fuck. I really hope that like he gets to, you know, we're going to see Gabe and more throughout this book and he's going to be doing stuff. <laughs> and then right as he's got them over some like villain death trap or something like that, Marsh just steps up behind him and goes, Rem- remember me? And like shoves him into the pit or something. I would I would just love to see Marsh get one back on Entroon at the end there after their interaction. But yeah, no, I, I yeah I think I think Marsh is on his way out, and I feel like uh, Kelsey will be involved somehow. Not necessarily in that he kills Marsh, but he will be there when it happens, and like maybe that'll be something to get through to Kelsey. It's like you know this is how much you fucked up in what you're doing. Like your brother needed you, and Kelsey's like, well he never told me. <laughs> And everyone's going like, man, in all the history, did you ever once ask? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sad. You know, like we like we love Kelsier, but he's very much a me, me, me kind of guy. And he saw that when Doxon died. So it's like he just yeah. ne- he never learned. Yeah, that's really all I've got. I don't have much else.
0: It's interesting, like that, that question of like, I wonder how much Kelsier has learned because both Kelsier and Marsh have been alive since we last saw them a lot longer than they were ever alive in like before and during the original trilogy, like they were, you know, thirties or something, maybe in the original trilogy, several hundred
3: years old. Yeah, yeah. They've
0: lived 10 times that life since then they could have both changed enormously. And, uh, we, you know, the, the people that we knew might not be much like what they are now, but, uh, yeah, it, it makes uh, what, you wonder what
3: we've seen of Marsh, he seems like similar, just like, like he was, he was always pretty cynical. So yeah. I guess he's just gotten older and more detached, but then, like I said, I get the impression he doesn't really operate with a lot of people, so he doesn't mm-hmm. really have people that challenge his viewpoints or everything, so, like, Kelsier might, yeah, might be an entirely different barrel. I don't know. His whole thing is, like, he wants to punch more gods, so he's he's probably here <laughs> to punch autonomy.
0: It's yes, I, I like, th- this thing, it's like, Kelsier's out to punch all the gods.
3: Oh, yeah. I need to come up with predictions related to the central characters, because I just don't do that these
0: days. <laughs> Like we're gonna predict for Marsh and Kelsier, and although I mean you called the the, the Kelsier was uh, probably at least you know uh, this was his group or he's involved in it somehow, and that were that panned out.
3: Yeah, it's like they never come out and say it, but like their symbol is Kelsier's symbol. So yeah, it's, it's Kelsier's like symbol,
0: so you figure pretty it
3: out. clear.
2: Yeah, um, I I kind of made a small prediction earlier. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little further with predictions I've made in the past. I think. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before. I think that Moonlight, especially now after seeing Wayne in action, she's going to kind of he's going to go up in her estimation. And so she's not only going to invite Marisai along, but I think there's going to be kind of a, a point where Wayne realizes, like, OK, well, my work here is done. And so she's going to invite him along. And, and whether Marisai goes, I think Wayne's going to leave the planet and uh, or at least go off with Moonlight to do stuff. Whatever that that may be. I think that may be ultimately where we're heading with him. So not so much a death uh, or maybe he fakes his own death to do it. But
0: uh, yeah, but you, you talked about that possibility before him, like fake. Yeah. His
2: death. Yeah. Because uh, and and today in the section that we read, there's a moment where he's thinking about his mom's story. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of random for him to be thinking about that right now. Is it just because the yeah, word plateau was better. said? But But yeah, I mean, that's got to play in, I feel like, a little bit somehow. So we've got that possibility still. I don't know if Marisai is going to take Moonlight up on the offer or not. Again, maybe it just depends on how much needs to get done. But I I think I'm still going to hold to the theory that the off-world army is going to have to be taken care of by, like, Kelsier's group. And so maybe that's what will motivate Marisai and and Wayne to kind of go off with these folks. I think I've said that before, too, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I think that's a good reason for them to kind of leave their friends because it's like, well, we've we're going to stop it on this end. You guys have got to go help stop this other thing. And so we've got that. I feel like Steris has to meet back up with everybody at some point, but maybe not. Maybe she's handling stuff in Ellendell and she's taking care of business Within the city, while they're taking care of business elsewhere, that that's a good role for her to have as well. Yeah, I think a team up with Alec, like I said, is possible. She's going to be flying up there and being like, hey, let me in. So that'll be fun. And uh, other than that, I don't know if Kelsey himself will show up. Maybe a proxy of some sort. But yeah, you know, the more Jamie has said it, the more I'm kind of with her. This is called this. This book's called Mistborn. Somebody's got to be Mistborn. Maybe Wax already is. That would explain some of the weirdness that's been going on or maybe he's yet to be but yeah i feel like jamie's a hundred percent on track somebody's got to be a misborn and the most likely candidate is our main character
0: Hmm. okay i like i like this idea of wayne and marisai heading off together as like partners in visiting other worlds or something but it's so if if this other group is going to have to take care of this the army which presumably is coming from another planet uh maybe they have them hiding around here somewhere but So do, do like, Wayne and Marisai go to another planet or to the Cognitive Realm or something like that to to fight his army?
2: maybe they travel through a perpendicularity. I don't know. It seems seems logical. I mean, uh, because, I don't know, just from Moonlight's description and what we've learned, it sounds like these people aren't just Skadrial people. Like, they're the Mm -hmm. protectors of Skadrial, but it sounds like they come from other planets. So the idea could be pretty easily, like... Establish that they're traveling between worlds for sure, especially because Moonlight has now said, "I've met Autonomy face to face," and clearly Autonomy's never been to Skadrial, like in person. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's pretty big indicator to me that they're from another planet. Uh, at least some of them, maybe some of them are, well, I mean, are yeah. also from Skadrial.
0: Moon, Moonlight told us previously, he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't have that word here because you guys don't have a moon here." Right, <laughs> completely different world. But yeah, so
2: I, I think it's definitely possible that they could be traveling to different worlds, especially if they're going, if the army is on another world, it's so like you gotta, gonna have to, to go and travel there
0: for sure. What if they had somewhere else and get stuck there and then like they're mm-hmm. having to, it's like lost in space. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and hit four next time while I'm thinking about it. Speaking of what happens in the rest of this book, we're going to do, I almost said, these five, The five chapters we read this time. No, it'll be different chapters from the ones we read this time. We're going to read six more chapters, which will be 32 through 37. So for anyone following along, that is for next time, 32 through 37. In the meantime, we have some emails and we have a couple of new patrons. We pull those up and we'll start there. The first new patron that we have is at the Ska level, and this patron is called The King's Wit. Which is, uh, you, it, it's a future Cosmere reference that uh, you guys will not understand yet.
2: Oh, that's great. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. All right, King's Wit, since you're trying to spoil us with your name, you can be, uh, you could store warmth. You're a fire soul.
0: I like the name on that one. That's a cool name.
2: Yeah, yeah. fire soul. Fire soul. Good. It's good. The name is cooler that than is what cool. it is, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you want to be like an Arctic explorer, then uh, sure could be useful. And our, our our other new uh, patron is also at the skull level. It is uh, Jacob.
2: Jacob, you're a wind whisper. You store senses.
0: Good old tin. That one's very uh very multi-purpose because you can store the different senses and do different things. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah? Would you be like a super taster or like a super smeller? <laughs> or like a you could be like a bloodhound man. That'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> or if you have to eat somebody's cooking that's really bad, you just store up the taste while you're eating it. Like you so that's you can't true. taste anything. Yeah, it'll be great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You won't you won't offend anybody you go to a dinner party with.
0: You'll just be like, oh, this looks (laughs) disgusting, but I'll just
2: store my taste. There we
0: go. Perfect. So thank you, patrons, all patrons, everyone who's uh, who's backing us on Patreon. We really appreciate the support that uh, you feel like contributing to the podcast. You guys are awesome. Uh, We also have some emails. So let's let me bring those up. The first one is from Krista. It's titled The Podcast. Uh, it's a very short one. Hi, I found your podcast not too long ago and have been enjoying listening to all the reactions. Not sure if or when you will read this, but since I've just started Mistborn Era 2, I thought I could try and read along with the episodes. Can't wait for you to cover the Stormlight Archive eventually. That's it. Thanks, Krista. Yeah. Thanks. I'm also eager for us to eventually get to the Stormlight Archive. Although I have to say that uh, Dak and Jamie got their copy of White Sand this week, and I saw the— Finally
3: day- got here from— Whichever fucking
0: country it went through next. It, All it the got, countries. Yeah, it got to you guys from the UK relatively quickly. So I was kinda surprised.
3: Yeah, once I got once it got back to America from what, Jamaica?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was weird. It, it went to New Jersey like two or three times and then to Jamaica and back to yeah,
3: no. I assume it made a stopover in fucking Honduras or something. <laughs>
0: <coughs> but uh, but yes, they got theirs, and I just saw the update for the Indiegogo campaign today that the like my version should is done and should be shipping out soon. So we may all have oh, them sweet. by the time we get to the end of the Lost Metal, in which case we may run straight into that next, since Dude. we were supposed to already have read that at this point. And once we get into some of the information in there, you will probably understand why I wanted us to read it before we read this. Alan, do like you reckon that'll take us to Raid? That is an excellent question and I I have downloaded the electronic version to try to get an idea but since I've always used Kindle locations as kind of yardsticks for this and there and it's not just about how fast you can read a comic because you know there's visual details that you want to be able to take in also yep. so I'm working on that is the answer I'm going to I I don't know I'm I may like <laughs> Read this next section that we're going to read and time how long it takes me and then time myself reading the comic and maybe add some on to to try to figure out what would be kind of equivalent to what we're already doing. But uh, I, I don't know yet. I'm working on it. All Should be interesting uh, since this will be. The first time we've uh, we've done this and there's not a there's not a he doesn't have a lot of uh, graphic novel stuff out. And this is the only thing so far in the Cosmere. So uh, it's not something that'll come up a lot, but uh, we'll we'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Okay, next email is from Isla. Is that I S L A ISLA? That's that's how I would say it. Okay. the title on this email is mid binge email to hear in the distant future. It says, hi, Dak data, Jamie and Joe. I'm currently binge listening my way through your podcast on secret history, episode one, and looking forward to hearing my email read out. Hopefully when I get to wherever, whatever episode you are about to do, I have enjoyed all of your episodes so far, and especially seeing the insights that the trio have made. Sanderson really lays the groundwork so that the observant reader can see what's coming. I can't wait to see how the lost metal goes when all four of you get to be first time readers. Spoiler. Uh, we weren't all four first time readers while we we're recording this, but you've probably figured that out by now. Um, my friends and I are in the middle of introducing another friend to Brandon Sanderson, so we're waiting for her to catch up so we can all enjoy the Lost Metal together. Hopefully, we will get there around the same time and get to those episodes on the podcast. Wasn't to the time of next Isla. That's so awesome, man! I love hearing um,
2: hearing about people who are discovering us uh, at this point and and kind of got a library to go through. That makes me feel good about like the yeah. the time that we've put in on this. Uh, yeah, it's nice to, yeah. To hear people that are still discovering, still discovering our, our show.
0: Yeah, I, I hope that you've uh, you've made it this far. I mean, you made it through the whole first trilogy and seek into yeah. secret history. So I think you're you're on the train at this point.
2: Yeah. And uh, as Barrett says, ain't no getting off of this train. we on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or
2: my favorite wrong quote of that within the game itself. This train we on don't make no stops.
0: So oh, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, thank you. Thank you. Ila. We got one more that I'm going to read. That's another pretty quick one. This one's from Naomi. Hey, Sandra crew. It's Naomi again. I'm still loving the podcast and your predicaments. When Dak guessed Trell was plagiarism, I died laughing considering what (laughs) Moonlight later says to Marisai. I didn't even thought of that. Something that is not a laughing matter is memes. I unfortunately got major Stormlight moments spoiled for me due to memes. Please don't look up memes. And then she tells me what the spoiler was. It's difficult. It's a difficult uh, difficult
2: thing. You know, you want to be into something and look up funny stuff about it on the internet but you don't know what you can and can't look at so just kind of steer clear yeah you stay off yeah. tv
1: trips and just don't don't look up any of it because if you look up one thing if you like if we were to start looking up Mistborn you know Final Empire or something and it'll go oh oh you like that maybe you'll like this boom spoiled so I just don't look up Brandon Sanderson at all sorry Brandon <laughs>
0: Probably, yeah, the best approach to take because you're right. It's very easy for it to start slipping mm-hmm. things in at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she goes on to say, the main reason I'm emailing y'all is when Dak mentioned super ghosty magic, this popped into my head. I'm not the best artist, but I hope you enjoy, and so I will share with you guys this Ooh. picture.
2: Oh, look at that. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's great. I love him.
0: I yes, I I am what? in love with this them. ghost I love them. Or, or yeah them. That's yeah. Oh wow. So cute. It's, great. it's
1: like a, a mixture of, of Casper and Gandalf. Malf, yeah. And I don't know.
2: Sweet ghosty there. magic.
1: <laughs> Super cute. Thanks for sending that.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Makes me wish I had a muffin button.
3: Uh, you know what? This like th- let's go back to Jamie's prediction about Wayne becoming deaf. That's his outfit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be, wouldn't it? Oh yeah.
2: gosh. Uh I'm just imagining where he's like, Oh, I'm all spooky and shit. <laughs> uh, I'm a ghost.
1: Uh, Why don't you just be like, yeah, can I have your hat?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You hey, mate, you about yeah. To... yeah. Hey mate, you're about to die, so can I have your hat?
3: <laughs> it's like every time he greets someone new, he's wearing the hat of the previous person.
2: Oh yeah. my gosh,
0: that makes so much sense.
1: He'll just keep trading people for their hats. So you go into the afterlife with a hat that's not yours. <laughs>
0: and, then he, and then, like, he, he gets to one person and just, like, hey, I need your hat. And say, like, oh, I don't have a hat. Well, then fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in talking to you then. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone who sent us emails. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesandrelanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, all those sorts of places, internet type places. We're out there doing, doing internet stuff. Being the internet dudes. Music by Miracle of Sound. Get that in there. Uh like I said, we are gonna do six more chapters for next time. So thirty two through thirty seven for everyone going along with us. And we are at this point we are forty four percent of the way through this book, so we are like we'll probably hit the halfway point next time. I hope you i hope everyone is enjoying this newest Sanderson book. I guess technically no longer the newest since uh Secret Project One came out January first. Yeah. So I can't even say that anymore. Oh, have you figured out where that's, that's crazy. going on the order? I have an idea of it, yeah, um, but I'm not 100% yet. And this, I think it's going to be one of those things that we might throw in there somewhere in the middle of Stormlight, depending on if you guys are like, we want to break after these giant, this giant Stormlight book, or if you're like, no, I'm so into the Stormlight story, I want to go into the next one. So that may be what it comes down to. Uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning at the moment. But we got time to decide that. It's not going to be next, I guess I can say that much. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, everyone. For listening, especially all of you people out there who have been with us for so very long, tuning in each week. Thank you to emailers and patrons and just everyone who takes an interest in the show. You guys are all awesome. To our Discord people, if you want to join the Discord, where uh, conversation has been fierce lately, but uh, often about some weird stuff. I even one person was like, "Man, I wish Data would give them more updates when we get into really bizarre conversations in the in the Discord." And I'm like, uh. I don't even know how to explain this stuff most of the time. So. <laughs> uh, it's like but it's if, like
2: trying to explain a joke. It's like, man, we're not in there. We, we're we not going to get it.
0: But to finish my sentence, I guess, if you want to join the discord, there is a link from our website at the or www. You need the W's to get to the right place. Or if uh, you're too lazy to find an internet address, you can email us at the at gmail.com and ask me and I will ha- happily send you one or find me on, on, uh, reddit where a lot of people locate me and uh, ask for the same thing so there's lots of ways to join up the discord or to send us uh, your comments or whatever you have thank you to everybody six chapters for next time and wasn't to the time of next Colo.